In fact, episode 65 of Ribbon of Memes, a podcast where we interrogate films previously described by other... Um... Wow, well, I'm going to have to think about what is... Uh, uh, we're not Pre- really preferably a non-profane say. version of the term. <laughs> um, well, I was going to say singer-songwriters, but that's not going to work, is it? A podcast <laughs> where we interrogate films previously described by other O-Towers as masterpieces. Um, I am Nick. I am the bad boy singer-songwriter of the podcast with a voice like a JCB dripping in honey. Um, and I am joined, as ever, by Roger, who shot a man in Reno just so he could watch him die. Now, you know, that story's been following me around, and it's, i got to say, it's just not true. It was over the county line. Um, And we are discussing today, uh, maybe our first, is it our first biopic? I might be misremembering, but we are, maybe our first straight biopic. It's our 2001, uh, sorry, 2005's Walk the Line, the story of Johnny Cash, um, directed by James Mangold. Have we had a biopic before? Well, I I mean, I don't know know how you count Bonnie and but, so. uh, I think this is a much more traditional. Well, I don't know. We'll come on to it. Yes, maybe Bonnie and Clyde. I suppose. Um, yeah, maybe. Um, James Mangold, who is um, currently working on Indiana Jones Five. Um, yeah, there you go. I'll just let that sink in for a moment. You That's belong the in a only... museum, Indy. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but he did make. Uh, Girl, he did direct Girl Interrupted, which I've heard good things about. I haven't seen and it. And Logan, which I think is one of the better superhero films. Uh, uh, Three Turns to Yuma. Oh yeah, I think so. yeah. I mean, but but he nice. also directed Night and Day, so you know. <laughs> okay, well, sometimes he does commercial stuff. I, I don't. Uh, to be fair, I don't think he has a reputation particularly as I will put my stamp on this. You know, the big auteur style. I think he pretty much shoots what he's given to shoot with his own spin on it rather than I, making it entirely my... his own. Well, I guess from that list of films, that seems to be the case. Um, this is the story of Johnny Cash, or, as with a lot of biopics, it's very specifically the story of Johnny Cash and June Carter, I guess would be a better way of putting it. It's how how really they got together. Mm. Um, now, I it's probably worth saying at the outset, I like Johnny Cash a lot. Same I here. am not a rabid huge man fan of him though uh, and I'm aware that there are people who know Johnny Cash like other people know Elvis and so well I, I would say lots of things wrong um, yeah I mean I'm, I'm a fan of his music and I've heard yes. most of his recordings multiple mm-hmm. times but I know very little about the man's life beyond the basic outlines we get here so uh yeah I, I mean I probably it was interesting, one of the most interesting uh, lines in it. You know, the assumption with Johnny Cash, if you don't know much about him, is that he's a real bad boy. Um, and there was a nice line in here from his wife where she's like, now you don't have to pretend that you've been to prison all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he kind of had that image long before he did anything uh, naughty, shall yeah. we say. 
Now, I, I should say one, one of my standard worries with the biopic, particularly when it's someone who is either still alive or has died recently, is, yeah. you know, obviously the, the more access you want to the original documents and diaries and whatever else, the, well, the more you get, the, the more faithful it can be. But very often there are either the person themselves or living relatives who will want some degree of control over the depiction of the person in return for yes. that access. So they, they often tend to turn into hagiographies. I don't think that's completely happening here, but it is based on uh, two autobiographies by Cash. And what? his son with June was involved in the production. So, Whereas, interestingly, his um, uh, I think his daughter... Um, or his daughters with um, Valerie were not involved um, and had a, a bit of a different opinion. Was it Valerie? Vivian. Vivian, sorry. But I mean, we'll, um, we'll, we'll definitely come back to her because I think that's yes. I think that's where it shows. Mm. Um, which reminds me, we have I suppose the right stuff was something of a biopic, and that um, I guess. Well, we d- we discussed a similar thing there, and I suppose Apollo thirteen as well, which wasn't really a biopic, but it was a very true to life story uh, or supposedly um now here we have um Joaquin Phoenix I think that's how you say his name um as, yeah so uh, younger bro- brother of the deceased river whom we saw in stand by me which I'm again I don't know how relevant that is but of course one of the the linchpins at least as depicted in the biopic here of, of Johnny Cash's life is the death of his older brother in a, a horrible um sawmill accident mm. or a, a circular saw accident um i don't know whether that's of any relevance at all but it's interesting sort of symmetry um i suppose river uh, um jack here never really got a chance to overshadow um his brother but there's sort of an indication that he was yeah. um uh, and... tri- trivia question here that they are the only two brothers both to have been nominated for acting awards at the academies oh interesting um i i, I mean uh yeah, I mean, we, you, you didn't have a huge opinion of um, Stand By Me, but River Phoenix was very good in it. I think <laughs> we, can, we can agree on that. Um, well, I, I think, you know, to, to jump forward a little bit, um, this is quite a popular film, and the thing that was universally praised was Phoenix's performance here. Yes. Um, um, uh, and so... I, I don't know Cash well enough. Um, at least, I mean, I know his music, I don't know his mannerisms well enough to know how well he caught them, but he's certainly playing in a very distinctive style that looks familiar to me from videos. Um, well, and I... yes and no for me. Okay. I mean, yes, on the one hand, I agree, he passes himself off well as Cash, he does that well, uh, and I'm particularly impressed that both he and Reese Witherspoon as, as uh, June did their own singing. Because yeah, that, that's not I mean, a usual thing, and it, let's face it, these are very well-known performances by anybody who would have gone to see the film. And yeah, obviously, the live show that we see shouldn't sound yeah. exactly the same as a different live show that we've heard recorded, and it's it works. I've, so I've, I've seen um, uh, the Bo- Bohemian Rhapsody, which is um, uh, uh, the Queen biopic, um, and they do basically the full Live Aid set at the end, mm-hmm. uh, and that is is pretty much identical. I mean, and it sounds identical here. I mean, I think Joaquin Phoenix sounds great. Um, I mean, I, I enjoy the music. It, it, to me, it doesn't sound to my ear like the very distinctive voice of Johnny Cash, as it as it would. No, I agree. Uh, but I think I think that's the right the right dramatic choice yeah, compared with. I mean, obviously they could have gotten to lip sync it. 
But... Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it works very well, and it, it gives you a lot more respect for him. And if you'd seen him, yes, with Johnny Cash's voice coming out, that probably would have edged into the uncanny valley in a way that wouldn't have worked all that well. The thing that didn't quite work for me as well, and this may just be where I've seen Joaquin Phoenix in elsewhere, which is Gladiator, Yes, is that he's got that same mean smolder that he had as Commodus, and he's got that yes. same dissipated smolder, and I'm going to do something really horrible now, look, as he had as Commodus. And, you know, maybe the characters are sufficiently similar that that's a reasonable acting choice in each case. Uh, I don't know. But it meant, I mean, clearly you're supposed to feel at least some sympathy with him. And I found that difficult because he just looks as if... Because he looks mean. He just doesn't care about what anybody except him wants. Now, I have seen Joaquin Phoenix in um, Her as a much more kind of sympathetic kind of schlub character. Mm -hmm. And yes, he doesn't always have that kind of... uh, bad boy look shall we say yeah. um and i've seen him uh, i haven't seen him in joker um i guess he has got the bad boy look there but so he, yes he doesn't always have to do that here i i mean i do think he is distinct from commodus aside from the accent is that he's um he's uh he plays him sort of much more naive mm. i guess and uh, i suppose less cool than everyone thinks he is um in that way, you know, he doesn't play him as a with a the kind of he has got a swagger, but he's not really got the kind of the the cool that you might attach to Johnny Cash. Um, well, also when he's you know, quite quite early on when he's in Germany, um, and he's you know, he's just walking down the street and going going to the shop with a guitar. Um, yeah, but he's got that slightly awkward, not quite at home in his own body. It's yes. going to grow up to be the swagger, but it isn't there yet, and that that was beautiful. Yes, I, I think that's what I'm trying to get at. There's a sort of innocence to him that his uh, his Commodus never has, even when Commodus is sort of inexperienced. He's a he's a he's a wrong un. Whereas, uh, but I agree. The difficulty, I think you hit you hit the nail on the head with the kind of the smolder. He's got that look to him when other people are talking, particularly that he's just looking. Uh, like someone hmm. you wouldn't really. <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny Cash had more warmth to it. I know he was the man in black and he had this bad boy image, but there was more warmth to him, I think, than there was there in some of this performance, I agree. I think that's fair to say. We never see Johnny Cash after uh, in his later years, I suppose, which Mm. is where I know him better. I mean, I think it's probably fair to say both of us probably prefer Cash's later work than the more kind of rock and roll stuff that he did early on. Um... But uh, I, not to say I like. I, I mean, it really helps a biopic, a musical biopic, if I like the music, and I did. You know, I like all this music, so that's <laughs> that mm. makes a big difference here. Um, Absolutely, same here. So, Joaquin Phoenix is yes. That aside, I agree with you. Um, that that is a slight problem, but I do think he gets the kind of innocence across. And uh, uh, one, I think one scene where that really comes across is when he sort of starts singing to Sam or I've forgotten, the uh, the musical producer who mm. basically produced yeah. everyone worth producing in the 50s um, Sam Elliott maybe I, I might be misremembering that um, but he, uh, this is where I said I will get many things wrong about the early days of rock and roll um, but that that scene where he's he starts off Phillips. playing uh, what was it Lewis? Sam Phillips 
Sam Phillips, there you go. Um, he starts off playing uh, unsure of himself, and by the end of that song, um, he's Johnny Cash. You know, he's got his mm. performance and his persona nailed down, and you see him just grow into it during that song, which I thought was. Um, I, I also really liked the bit where you know he's doing the gospel thing, and he's told, "No, no, that's not what people want to listen to," and there's that. There's that bit of misunderstanding they have to work out which is not the sort of thing you would normally put in a piece of drama but it's very realistic you know he's thinking this record producer is saying i don't i don't get to talk about god but no he's saying that he's not saying that he says we don't you know this specific style is out yeah and i people can't aren't sell gospel but it's not that you can't talk about god but which i can is... still sell your personal story with actual guts to it <laughs> exactly yes yeah that was that was a nice but that i think you really uh, well, I, I, any biopic, it's tricky because you have to convince, condense a life mm. into two hours or whatever, and it's just it doesn't. Well, there's necessarily dramatic shortcuts, and there's the there's the. Um, uh, I don't know if you've ever read any of the books uh, by Mark Kermode, but he talks no. about early in his career watching a biopic of the Carpenters. Um, and Karen Carpenter's reading a magazine in this biopic, and it mentions she's reading uh, something that says something like "Chubby Karen Ka- Karen Carpenter," and it sort of focuses on her face, and she goes, "Chubby." And it's it's the moment where you realise this is going to be the downfall of that character and we have to dramatically flag it up. I suppose that's what I mean, that there are necessarily sort of dramatic shortcuts hmm. um, that don't necessarily fit easily with the life, and that there's one tier where, you know, there's a callback to Jack dying early on um, and, uh, you know, when he collapses on stage, which uh, never happened to Johnny Cash. Apparently, I don't think he ever collapsed during a performance, mm. as far as I'm aware. Um, but he calls back to uh, the the old joke at the beginning of the film with the roosters and they, they counted the feathers on the way out. It's a nice sort of filmic shortcut. It just doesn't... Uh, it, it, life isn't as neat as that generally. Well, so. th- there are a couple of... Um, this this is clearly meant to be that moment of inspiration that then led to the yes. song that you already know, and yes, yeah, this I, hmm. I think most egregiously with uh, with June, we need to come on to Reese, Reese Witherspoon at some point, but where June's going, oh, it burns like fire, mm-hmm. fire, yeah, like fire, yeah, and that that felt a bit forced. I mean, I, I, I'm sure that was the genesis, but it just felt a bit clunky the way it was. Well, done. I mean. We we are we both do creative things, and I think you would probably agree with me that generally there is not that one moment of aha, I have the plan, and now everything will be easy. Yes, no, no, exactly. Now, now yes, I have yes. the idea, and I have the other ninety five percent of the work to do. <laughs> yes, the old five percent inspiration, ninety five percent perspiration, and you get a, a hint of that. But it's yeah, it's. A, I, I, I but but, but I think depictions of creativity on film are very often. Here is this moment, and then we cut to, or we return to later, that moment having come to fruition without really seeing what goes on in between. Exactly, and I think that is a problem of pretty much any biopic. But this film, I suppose it, I, I, it is worth mentioning, because I felt Walk the Line uh, does follow a pretty tried and tested biopic route, mm. um, honestly. I mean, it's it's... I think it's better than most, on, but it, it does follow a lot of those narrative shorthands and conden- necessarily condenses lives into these small things. And, and as you say, creatively, um, it makes things look simpler than they were. Um, and it, I, I suppose it was less 
a bit less unconventional as far as the plot goes than I was expecting. Um, because it does kind of follow mm. the, here's this guy, he's not famous, oh, he's hugely famous, oh, he's taking a load of drugs, oh, and now he's he's on his way back again, and that's where we'll end the film. But what I liked yeah. about it was that it was it was his and June's story rather than just his. Well, also, what, what I liked about the, um, the, the going from being a lying druggie to something like a working human being again is that... It's not just, you know, here is this moment in the woods, in the rain, and he sees the house and everything is perfect. No, he's still at that point a lying druggie, and it takes yes. another kick in the arse to get him moving in the right direction. You're right, it was much harder that, yes, I was a bit worried it would be like, oh, I've woken up, here's my house, perfect, I've turned around. The nice bit there is that he kind of sells everyone on the fact that he's turned himself around, and mm. it, he just hasn't. Um, which which is very tries. much what, what, I mean... I, I've known people who were high functioning addicts, and that's very much the thing they do. So yes, and it's it's hard. It's really annoying to be around someone like that, which is why a lot of people just have to cut people out sometimes mm -hmm. when they're addicted. Yeah. Like. Um, I do want to talk about Reese Witherspoon because yeah, yeah. Um, it feels like uh, Joaquin Phoenix got a lot of the plaudits here. I, I think Reese Witherspoon is phenomenal in this film. I, personally, mm. I thought her change from her like scream persona of June. Which you first see her as this very bubbly like comedy character almost, uh, but most of the rest of the film we're dealing with you know the real June, um, and she's much more serious and thoughtful and troubled. Um, well, that that moment backstage when they have their first real exchange of more than a few words, uh, yeah. you know, she's saying, "I can keep this going for another minute. Hurry up and get that thing untangled." <laughs> yes, exactly, and it's it's beautiful, and she's amazing. And then you realise she's a much more complex, interesting character. And that she did all her own all her own singing with it mm. as well. Yeah. Um, and I think she's uh, I, again rightly lauded. I've seen Reese Witherspoon in a few other things, but she's I I thought she was phenomenal here. Um, I thought they both were honestly. Um, I June Carter obviously is. Uh, to the uninitiated like me, uh, way less famous, I'm afraid, than Johnny Cash. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to tell you before this film that she was his lifelong partner. Um, I, I, I knew or assumed he'd been divorced. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, but I found it a, an interesting... Well, she's she's really good in it. Um, I'm just uh, gushing over it now. But I, I yeah, it's, it's a very solid performance. I don't think I have seen her in anything else, but uh, yeah. Um, well, she she often plays sort of. Well, I suppose I knew her from uh, Legally Blonde, where she's this kind of pretty uh, ditzy, um, but you know, quite sharp underneath it. But a very different. I mean, this is a, kind of a realistic, uh, as as much as it can be in a biopic um, mm. performance. Um, yes, though. Mm, I think if I hadn't already known, I would have guessed that this is from Cash's memoirs much more than from anything she might have written. I don't, don't know yes. if she actually wrote uh, an autobiography, but um, it does seem to be very much his viewpoint, and you know, it's he, he is moving, she is resisting. Yes, it's all about he's the the kind of. Uh, yeah, he's the, he's the driver the whole time of the the whole story, more or less. Certainly, I wouldn't have predicted it was um, from uh, his first wife's um, perspective because she doesn't. She gets fairly short shrift in this. Well, film. that's the interesting thing. I, I realised as the film was going on uh, that Jennifer Goodwin, playing Vivian, gets the age makeup. She gets to look different as the years go by. 
yeah. from you know the pretty young thing to to the kind of frumpy mother. Whereas Joaquin and Reese don't; they they look like basically the same people. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? That they they kind of deliberately um, move them away. Um, and I I think there's some effort made in the film to um, balance this, but. The basic role of Vivian is, uh, you know, she she wants him to be a, a good, reliable family man. She wants him to give up his music, give up his dream. You know, I, I don't think it was that simple. <laughs> no, and certainly that was the opinion of um, his uh, his daughters from uh, uh, with her mm. that, that that she had been given pretty short shrift. And um, and again, everyone has a different perspective in that situation. I did. Uh, it's interesting because a lot of this uh, story is about. Um, I guess the pain of divorce and the pain of relationships, and that's cut a little. I was surprised, particularly in the fifties, fifties to sixties, when this is much more a shocking thing. Well, exactly, getting divorced. Yes, it was was a shock. But having been through um, a divorce myself um, recently, I I did find it, in some ways, a difficult watch um, to to see the kind of the pain caused unintentionally and intentionally and the blame and the uh just the sheer oh shittery mm. of it honestly um and, and it, that's uh, so it was i guess what i'm saying there with it, <laughs> uh, is um that i it was it was all hollywoodized i mean it didn't feel realistic but the 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 pain caused and the 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 damage from a divorce i think was in some ways realistically portrayed enough to for me to find it a difficult watch in some places. Sure. Um, but we, I, I mean, it does stray from. I mean, one of the things I guess both of us are always interested in with a with a true story is um, how true is this? You know, if you're if you're trying to get as close as possible to the truth, how true is it? I, I think I I don't know. I don't really see the point in a biopic if it's not quite true either you do something completely off the wall or you try and get it as close as possible to what actually happened well i've complained before about the fictionalized treatments with real people in them so yeah Yeah. i'm inclined to agree and and so how true is that and and again it's I, i would say it's about as far as I can tell, it's about as true as most other biopics i i think so i don't think it gets major things different no, there, there are a few. I mean, it, the, the performances are, are incredible. Um, as far as the actual uh, truth of it goes, I, I mean, I've read some opinions that uh, Johnny Cash's um, relationship with his dad was nothing like as, as contentious as portrayed here. Um, and he, he was never apparently rude about him in public or, or, or had a difficult word in public. And a lot of this came more from... I, a lot of this relationship came more from Cash's son, I think, mm. um, or a lot of the story of his relationship. Um, so I don't know how true that is, but true to a lot of um, sort of Hollywood, Hollywoodized stories, a, a lot of the story is his relationship with his father, really, and him trying to yeah, make and up. That's the only actor we've previously seen on the ribbons and ribbon of memes, Robert Patrick. Another great performance, I think. I, I, mean, I didn't. I did not find him immediately recognisable, which is a good sign. Exa- yes, exactly. Very. I mean, he, yes, he's not running about <laughs> slaying people as a silver metal. Um, well, yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's twenty twenty odd years later, but even so. Goodness, is it? Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. He's. I. I think it's a good performance because he he still brings that kind of quiet menace that he had in T two. Um, 
to this role, but it's a much more human and much more small-scale menace. Yeah, um, I, I think Ray Cash, as portrayed here, uh, not saying anything about the real guy, uh, is certainly somebody who would be capable of being violent. Yes. And, and that's that's there as part of his character. Yes, and very judgmental, even though he was deeply flawed. It's, it's a really... I mean, and again, the... The sparks between him and um, uh, and Johnny Cash, as portrayed in the film, at least it, it does. It really does work. Um, mm. that, that kind of electrical menace between them, right before the the tractor scene, which is an interesting. <laughs> apparently, much worse in reality. He drove off a cliff and had to be resuscitated in real life. Hey. Um, but uh, yes, you you t- the, there aren't moments where you're left thinking well why did he do this what's going on what's happening it, it, it is very um to the extent to some extent though i did feel it was a little bit uh, breadcrummy in the sense that this follows this follows this follows that, and, and just yeah i, I, I don't think you'll ever be lost as, as to what's going on no uh, and, and to some extent i i think it was a little bit too I think I'm just complaining about biopic slightly, and I, it was just a bit too neat. Well, um, that's the thing. I mean, we, real life is not neat. A biopic still has to fit into the slot where a film fits. It has to provide a story with at least something like an ending, if not necessarily a beginning. Yes, yeah. And it's got to be I agree. narratively satisfying, which in life isn't necessarily. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Uh, so maybe I'm complaining slightly. I mean, complaining is a bit of a strong word, but um, I did. I, I found it a bit neat. It, it is sometimes a bit heavy-handed, I think. Yes, heavy-handed is probably a, a, a way of putting it. A bit like um, uh, the the, uh, the feathers um, suggestion of where, where he counted all the feathers and that joke, which I do quite like that joke. He did uh, propose to Juice Car- June Carter on stage in that manner. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether we're supposed to admire him or what. I thought it was a pretty bloody awful thing to do to someone. Yeah. Myself. Well, yeah. I, I am very much the sort of person. Yeah. You know, there are people who uh, rent the big display screen at their local sports game. Yeah. To say, you know, X, will you marry me? And that is so very much not me. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I, 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 w- I would suggest that X at that point should slap him in the face and walk away. You know. <laughs> Well, that, I, because I that's, that, that, that's putting so much pressure, and I think here, she she has always she's been shown throughout the film to be the consummate performer. She's all about giving them a show. Yeah. And if she doesn't say, say yes, that's going to ruin this show that people have paid to see. I mean, he's literally not going to carry on with the yeah. show unless she says yes. And I mean, and, and I do of, feel I that's that would stand up in court. That's... Unreasonable pressure from a person. Oh, well, point I, of that's view. what I felt. It didn't seem romantic to me so much as. Why would you do that to someone? And exactly as you say, it's not. It's not that you. Um, I. I don't believe he, I, J- Johnny Cash isn't flamboyant enough to do it. I just. Why would you put someone in that position where they literally have to say yes? Um, but they. She did say yes, and they married a week later in reality, mm. um, and stayed married for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So. Maybe that's the way to do it. I don't know. It's, it's not. It's, I, it's I don't terrible. suppose he never looked at another woman because he was that sort of guy. But at least you knew what she was getting into. Well, yes, exactly. And they say, oh, well, like, he was apparently a changed man after his experiences. Fair um, enough. Well, uh, one of the things that struck me, I really very much liked it, was uh, the way the music was treated. Not just the performances we see, but the way yes. it's not, you know, 
this is a country artist and this is a rock artist and this is something else. But the, the way at that point it was still able to hop from one to another and an artist could change, move from one to another yeah, yes. within a performance. Yeah, um, with a, a, a less well, I suppose there are fewer genres and less pigeonholed. Well, I also think... much less aggressive marketing because yeah, you know, rock, rock was a new thing; they didn't really know how to sell it yet. Yes, yeah, that's a good point. So it was still being worked on. I mean, I suppose it ended up where it is now. I don't know if we post to, to the now. point. That, well, now now you get country artists who only ever sell to country listeners, and nobody else ever hears them unless they go looking. Yes. Yeah. And this is much more, you know, you could you could be a mainstream artist who did something a bit country, or yes, vice versa. The, the era of the, and and also people who were just superstar. Well, I suppose I don't know if we have, we probably do have um, rock and pop superstars now. I just I'm not aware of them because I'm forty six. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. And the, I mean, I, for a moment, I was thinking, well, you know, okay, so you're name checking Jerry Lee and Otis Redding and Elvis. Mm. It is that, is it really? Yeah, it really was that that small world of of the the, the rock scene in that, well, the proto Nashville, the the Opry, as it was. Yeah, I, I didn't realise quite how tight knit they were. It was nice to see. I was, I, I don't know who played Jerry uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. They did a nicely bonkers um, uh, rendition of him, which it seemed about as true to life as anything I know about Jerry. Uh, Lee Waylon Payne, who's primarily a singer songwriter, but uh, has done some acting as well. Apparently, the real Jerry Lee Lewis did harangue everyone that they were all going to hell as well. <laughs> <laughs> Looks quite exhausting to be honest. Yeah, until the thing about his wedding got out. But um, well, yeah. the the thing I, I was actually slightly surprised not to see, partly because it was one of the few things I knew about, um, but also I think it might might have made a good point was is the uh, million dollar quartet. Oh yes, now that was I've heard about this else. This was when. I, it was like Elvis and um, Johnny Cash and two other incredibly famous singers just happened to be all recording near each other and did a quartet. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so Carl Perkins um, oh. was was recording for various things, and Sam Phillips, the the, the producer, wanted, wanted yeah. to fatten, fatten up the sound a bit, so he brought in this Jerry Lewis guy uh, to play the piano, and then. Um, Elvis, who just was just sort of casually came by with his girlfriend at the time, and uh, at some point Johnny Cash arrived as well, and then, and then they just got it, just got started jamming. Wow! And uh, and it, it's it wasn't released for many years. Um, it, it was basically you know they they all had that that um, gospel song background, yeah. so so they so they did that, and then they were you know improvising harmonies and instrumentals around that. It's really fascinating to listen to. I do recommend it if you if you I, get hold of it. I will have to track it down, have a listen. That's fascinating. Oh, that reminds me of. Um, I used to listen to the Travelling Wilburys when I was a kid, and my mum's kind. Of, I didn't know. I just thought, oh, I like the song of them. Then I didn't. I realised who they were as I grew up. Um, as basically one of the Beatles and um, Roy Orbison and. Um, Tom Petty. I was yeah, I was quite surprised to find out <laughs> who the Travelling Wilburys were. Hmm. Um, so that's uh, the sounds familiar. I don't, I don't know if I'm, I suppose the younger, younger uh, 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 pop beat combos do a similar thing nowadays. <laughs> um, I, I don't think there's as much uh, room for cross fertilization because somebody has already designed what the sound is going to be like for, for you know the, the big name artists. 
yeah, do people even get together in like a single studio like like that nowadays? I don't know whether they have recording studios at home or they. I I don't know. I, I, I'd say I think at least it's a lot less common. But coming back to the uh, to this film, my point is. I was a little surprised not to see it mentioned here. Because um, we're it, in that time period, aren't we? And it, we, we perhaps, yeah. I mean, it, it, it does mean that the first meeting with Elvis wouldn't be quite the same you know, as, as the, the uh, bad boy uh, across the car park. Who, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's uh, true, yes. Yeah. What's Elvis up to? Yeah, I, again, the drugs were... Uh, I don't know how the drugs were handled. Uh, it felt... I, I suppose I just felt like I've seen that story before a number of times, and it, it wasn't mm. a particularly. I mean, it was it was interesting because I liked the music, I loved the performances. Um, I liked, you know, I loved Johnny Cash. Uh, the idea of Johnny Cash, you know, well, I've um, <laughs> uh, I, I've slightly obsessed about the man comes around and hurts in my time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoyed it. I just, I'm not sure. I suppose bringing it all back together as a biopic, it still felt like a, this is a standard biopic with all these things plugged into it in this case. And, you know, where these things are amazing performances by our two leads, which I genuinely agree with. Yeah. Um, interest, uh, great music, um, interesting uh, other characters, an interesting time in the history. But it still... I suppose what I'm reaching towards is it, it f- still felt formulaic beyond that for me. Was it, mm. Did you get that impression or was it different to you? Well, I, I, don't, I don't watch a lot of biopics in general anyway, but yeah, fair enough. certainly though, uh, even without knowing the details of this particular story, I, I thought the overall arc was relatively predictable. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that doesn't. Well, I mean, we know kind of where Johnny Cash ends up to some extent, um, and it, it's still. I well, the, it's a two-way thing, isn't it? I mean, presumably a biopic is intended if if it's going to be successful to appeal both to hardcore fans and yes. to people who've never heard of this guy. And I, like, I suspect yeah. we're, we're we're more towards the hardcore fan end of things. I certainly knew about him, yes, and so, yeah. I uh, I I suppose uh, you know the first moment June Carter arrives, um, he stops and turns around and looks at her again backstage, and you know from that moment I didn't know much about it, but I knew that then the story was going to be about him and June Carter, really. Hmm. Um, I, uh, uh, yeah, but I. I don't know why I'm complaining so much about it, life not being predictable like that, but I, I did, maybe that's why I'm not a huge fan of biopics in general anyway, and a biography probably tells you a lot more about a life than a biopic ever can. But I'd certainly be interested in reading more of Johnny Cash's uh, life uh, based on this. Yeah, so so he produced one uh, uh, autobiography, Man in Black, in 75, and then um, Cash the Autobiography in 97. Lived long enough to do it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael Caine's done three, four autobiographies now. Has he? But then he's right Michael Caine, so he is Michael Caine. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I haven't read any of that. I, to be honest, I tend not to read autobiographies either, for the same reason that you've sort of um, alluded to. Really, that they can't help but at least uh, be a bit self-aggrandizing or overly self-deprecating, but ups everyone else around them but it's a very um uh bias by its nature very biased perspective so i tend to read biographies rather than autobiographies yeah i'm still naive enough to to almost to believe in history and the the (laughs) idea that there is actually a single set of things that happened so 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 i broadly agree with you there 
yeah. Um, yeah, it just depends on whose perspective you look at. Well, uh, there. I think I haven't got much more to say about um, uh, Walk the Line. Yeah, so like uh, Roseanne Cash uh, was fairly critical of it. Basically, she she didn't find the the leads recognisable. Now, this is the one of his daughters with, with um, Vivian, his first yeah. wife. Yeah. Um, you know, the 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 scenes were recognisable, the events were, but they didn't seem like the people she'd known. Now, was Johnny Cash alive at any point during? Because he died a few years before the release of this film. I don't know if he was involved at all in like pre-production or anything. I don't believe so. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, John Carter Cash did have some influence, I believe, but uh, I don't know how much. That's an amazing name. Just <laughs> yeah. <have> it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I, that, yeah, that would be a good name to have. I, I just picture him, you know, t- turning up for a recording session. What's your name, son? Uh, Billy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I have, it's made me more of a fan of Johnny Cash. Um, I, uh, and more of a fan of both Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. Mm. Um, Certainly a very enjoyable few hours. It was another over two hours film, as almost all of them are. Yeah, uh, I didn't it, it didn't feel like it though. for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I ended up because it was the easiest one to get hold of watching the eighteen minute extended version, and I didn't oh, see. Did you? I didn't think there were any obvious. You know, this is an extra bit we we cut and then plugged back in. So, oh, I didn't. I didn't watch that. I wonder what was there that was different about it. But, um... <laughs> I haven't found a list. So. But yeah, enjoyable film, um, uh, definitely. Uh, is it for you a masterpiece, Roger? It's hard to say. I mean, it's it's well done. It's it's certainly quite competently done. Um, there yes. there aren't you know major filmmaking errors or anything like that. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. Do I think it is one of the best films ever? Well, no. Um, there are a lot of competently made films that are pretty good. And yeah, am I am I going to be coming back in a month or a year's time and think, wow, I really want to watch that performance again. Probably not. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I wouldn't be sad if I... I said damning it with an awful praise, isn't it? But I, I wouldn't be sad if I never saw it again. But I'm glad I watched it. Um, I, I, and if it came on again, I wouldn't be... Uh, and someone I was with wanted to watch it, I, I'd be quite happy yeah. to. Um, so uh, I, Witherspoon won Best Actress at the Oscars for this, and I think that's oh, fair. Quite right, too, yes. Um, uh, but Joaquin Phoenix didn't. Uh, no. Um, uh. Yes, I'd like to know who he lost out to now. Um, let's, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, what was that? Uh, it was 2005, wasn't it? This. Um... Yeah, he was nominated. Uh, also nominated, we got uh, Terence Howard in Hustle and Flow, Heath Ledger in Brokeback Mountain, David Strathairn in Good Night and Good Luck. Okay. And uh, won by Philip Seymour Hoffman in Capote. Or is it Capote? I don't know. I think it's Truman Capote. I always thought so. I've seen Capote. Um, I think that's a hard character to balls up. Really, he was such a flamboyant character <laughs> in real life that it's it's hard to go over the top with Truman Capote. I think um, uh, it was it was an interesting film, um, and I've read In Cold Blood as well. But uh, hmm. yeah, I suppose fair enough. Um, yeah, well, I, I I think I'd agree with you. I very much enjoyed it. I I thought there were some some absolutely stellar things about it. You know, the singing, the performances, uh, and I was interested in it because I'm interested in Johnny Cash and I I 
like the sort of milieu. This certainly wasn't fifties Britain, was it? Um, <laughs> uh, and that's uh, that makes a difference to me. But I don't know if I think for me what lets it down is the slightly. I don't want to. I feel like I'm saying Johnny Cash's life was too boring. That's not true. I just feel um, it was too formulaic, um, and, and just, not not too formulaic, but didn't do anything innovative with the form of a biopic. Uh, and it wasn't the pinnacle of a biopic. So I guess by that standard, and was it influential? Probably not. I mean, I don't. I, I, well. I, as as far as as I say, not a big biopic watcher, but if I'm not being surprised by anything that happens here, then it is probably pretty much in the mould of the way biopics get done. Yeah, yeah. I, and I on, on that so. basis, I can't really say either innovative or not widely imitated. But maybe somebody else was imitating the same thing this was imitating. I don't think it's Could an easy be, way yes. of plucking that out. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was a really, really good example of a formulaic biopic. Um, I, and I suppose, <laughs> and enjoyable. Let's uh, not. For me, it would be the difference between these are two recent, but which probably neither of which you've seen. But there's the um, there's the Bohemian Rhapsody, um, which is the Queen biopic, which is very much in this vein. Um, this is how this happened. These are the people you know. This is how this song got made. Mm-hmm. And then there was a much more interesting, to my eye, Elton John one, uh, Rocket Man, mm-hmm. which is it's basically. Uh, balls. I mean, it, it's sort of done in this kind of fictional self-help group. We're sitting down there talking, and it's all you know. None of it ever happened, but it was for me. But it has kind of flashbacks of real biopic. For me, mm. that's what I want to see with the biopic. Something a bit more interesting, interestingly done. And I, I found Rocket Man. I enjoyed them both. Bohemian Rhapsody. I enjoyed in this sort of way, but I enjoyed uh, Rocket Man more because it was more interesting to me. And I think that's what I'm getting at. I I suspect that we are both probably people who if we want the story will probably read the book. Yes, I think that's true, yes. This would... This would whet my appetite for it, though I suppose on the on the strength of this, I would feel like, oh, I kind of know the story. I don't think I'll delve too much more deeply, and that would be a shame. I suspect there's probably more. I, I don't know offhand whether somebody's written a biography of Cash that's trying to be, you know, this is what he said and this is what other people said, yeah. and, and here is where they're not compatible because there are some quite big incompatibilities. Uh, I expect there. Uh, I expect there is um, something. Oh, I didn't mention the, the Folsom uh, the Folsom prison scene, which I thought was really good as well. That mm. I really like. Again, I, I, there was an element of um, uh, yeah, salt of the earth criminals <laughs> um, uh, and the uh, the authoritarian. It's, it's very easy to knock the, the you know the warden and the the, the people who are running the prison um, and idolise the prisoners. Um, uh, and I'm not sure that's always true. You know, some people are in prison because they are genuinely bad people. Well, to be fair, I mean, that's what Folsom Prison Blues, the song, is about. He's saying, yeah, I did it. I'm, I'm not, you know, yes, if, if the yeah. wall were opened, I would not necessarily walk away. I'm, I, I accept that I need to be here. It's just horrible. It's just rubbish, <laughs> yes. Um, but with that, there comes an element of... Um, uh, idolization of it and cool, coolifying it. There's a much better word for that, but I'm searching for And I, I'm slightly uncomfortable with that aspect of Johnny Cash, actually, that kind of, um, mythologizing and, uh, Pulp Fiction does it a bit as well. This kind of, yeah, these guys are awful, but oh, they're cool. 
Um, and I, I, I do find that a bit uncomfortable. But that aside, um, and, and the film doesn't really dwell on that. I think that's more Johnny Cash's image and mm. uh, his what he was trying to sort of very successfully kind of play with. But yes, overall, a very, very good biopic, um, which I really enjoyed, a fascinating character, um, but not a masterpiece for those reasons. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd go along with that. I certainly enjoyed it. Um, might well listen to the, you know, they released the soundtrack album with uh, Phoenixes and Witherspoon's performances. Oh, interesting. I've been doing a lot of Johnny Cash on Spotify, um, if I'm allowed to say. I don't know how evil Spotify are currently. but uh, So I've certainly been enjoying a, a lot of his songs I haven't heard before because he was very prolific and did a ton of recording other people's songs towards the end of his life. Mm-hmm. Well, morning. also being fair, it was very much, you know, the, the singer-songwriter was known in the 50s, but it was a lot rarer. It was much more common. You know, A writes the song, B records it, and then maybe they return the favour or something like that. Yes, yeah. Uh, but I, I've definitely been enjoying a lot of his music recently. So, uh, yeah, I'll try that soundtrack. Thank you. Nice tip. So, that's that's it. That's it, yeah. I'm sure we, <laughs> we should have a better ending for Johnny Cash by a pick one. But there we go. The whirlwind um, is in the thorn tree. <laughs> Very good. The virgins are trimming their <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,